Right, let's do this. So. I can't pick my arse and press a button at the same time, you know? <laughs> okay, right, so just to let you know, gentlemen, I'm about to press the record. Oh, it's already recording. I did not know <laughs> oh, that. What, what a shitty intro. Of course it's recording when Thomas says something about What a shitty intro. Hey, hey, what's Hello and welcome to Digital Diaries, a podcast all about them, their video games. My name's Chris, and joining me this time, we've got Tom. Hi, how's it going? And Adam. Hey, Huns, how's it going? Excellent, right, so it's all working so far. I'm not going to go any, any further, no more peeks around the curtain. How are we, gents? Are we doing all right? Go for it, Tom. <laughs> it's, at some point, we're going to find out how Adam is, and you know, it's going to be a beautiful moment. But yeah, as far as things go, I'm surviving. Um, Stuck in the house, furloughed like a lot of folk in the country, but plenty of time to play games, right? Mm. All right, for some. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, so, Christ, it's been ages, Chris, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well over a year, as we've established. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's happened in that year? So, uh, I have moved to where I'm living. So, now I'm living in Gateshead, just outside of Newcastle, closer to work and all that. Uh, I have a new job, so I'm now a trainee train driver. Um, although that's kind of on pause at the moment with everything going on. So, yeah, it's just a lot of working kind of from home, I guess. Um, we'll revise and from home. I was going to say, how do you drive trains yeah. from home? <laughs> Simulator, baby. <laughs> no, um, nah, it's just uh, revising, basically. So doing a lot of like route learning and just going over a lot of stuff that we've already learned, I guess. Okay. Um, but from that, yeah, just it's been nice to go back to games that I've left for such a long time. Okay. Um, so I know we kind of spoke a lot, well, quite a bit about Red Dead in the chat earlier. Um, but yeah, like Red Dead 2 is one of the games like I bought, you know, when it came out on PC anyway, and then just left forever, kind of dipped in and out of it. And then other games came along as they do. Um, but I just thought, right, sod it. It's been downloaded forever. Like, stop, stop fucking about. Um, just get on it. And I've literally, what time are we on now? So 40 minutes ago, just completed it. So there you go. But we'll get into that. Excellent. Yeah, we'll come on to that. So yeah, it's 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 been it's been a while since we did this. For anyone who's listening for the first time, this is a show that we used to do uh, a, a while ago, and then for various reasons, it it just kind of fizzled out. But we're going to make some changes. Uh, but again, that's something we'll we'll come on to later. Um, right. So what have I been up to? Um, not really that much. Just working. So I'm still te- I'm still working. So working from home so when we come on to the chat about like how much gaming we've done during uh the 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 lockdown period it, I, I haven't done that much um so i'm not sure do you know what i've planned this out the whole the whole technical issues we've had to start was really thrown me so i don't know where i'm going but i'm not taking any of this out so don't worry about it so i think we'll get to tom first though so we're not going to do us- the usual topics this is more of a catch-up and stuff like that but you've got something coming up haven't you tom yeah, I do indeed. Uh, and given that I'm stuck in the house, and like most folks, uh, decided that I would take part in a 24-hour gaming stream for Macmillan Cancer. So I've signed up to do that, and that'll be start start next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 
pick the one o'clock start in the afternoon, give me time to have plenty of sleep and uh, hopefully make it through, raise some money. The page is already live on Macmillan and it's through GoFundMe, uh, just given, sorry, not GoFundMe, Jesus, begging for a new sofa. Get some money for a sofa, please. Uh, no, no, so it's uh, through Just Giving, and obviously it's for a good cause. So what I decided to do was what I do best, and do 24 hours of horror video games. Yeah. So I've got a nice lineup of things like Dead Space, The Evil Within. I've got a few Resident Evils on the list. Uh, uh, a kindly sir called Chris is sending me a copy of Condemned, which mm-hmm. is a classic from oh. the 360 era. Uh, and believe it or not, it was actually that was actually one of the first games I actually bought for my 360, that and Oblivion, and I remember it well. Mm-hmm. Bought them both secondhand at the same time because they were on offer. Beautiful games. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll get through the 24 hours without completely losing my mind. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, that's more likely than me falling asleep. To be honest, is to the point where I'm just a gibbering wreck, smashing a, a character into a wall over and over again. <laughs> uh, chances are that that's probably the most likely outcome than me falling asleep check in on me and then in the morning I'm just like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. so what kind of times are you looking at uh well so starting at one o'clock in the afternoon on the saturday okay uh, right through the one o'clock the next day the way i figured then when it ends that actually only it's only five or six hours, and then I can go collapse in bed, have dinner, and then pass out for the rest <laughs> of the night. Um, I'm not 100% certain yet exactly how it's all going to pan out in terms of am I going to play every game from start to finish the completion? Am I going to have time for that? Because I'm still trying to source a couple of things um, on the cheap if I can, or, or on the freebie, but so far that hasn't gone so well uh but i definitely want to be playing something on the stream that i haven't played before because mm. there's no point playing all these horror games that i know the ins and outs of i mean it's not like uh it's not like cupboard monsters are scary at the best of times <laughs> so you know it would be nice to have maybe something on the stream makes me go die you bastard yeah you know? it'll be really interesting to see you playing something scary uh at like as you get later into it, as you say, because I remember when I did my uh, my FIFA stream, like I become way less responsive, like <laughs> not very much far into it. To be fair, and I wasn't playing; I was just playing FIFA. So I imagine playing a horror game when you're getting into like your six AMs and stuff like that. I do like that you're doing like one to one. That's a, that I think that's a good time for for viewers because you set, you tend to find a lot of people set themselves up to do like eight eight AM to eight eight AM, but then obviously you. you you, you run the risk of not having many people there when you finish and stuff like that and then there's maybe not many people there when you start because without being horrible who's getting up at 8 o'clock to watch you play video games really no and I'm not even getting up at 8 o'clock to play video games <laughs> yeah, yeah so <laughs> we're staring you know. at the computer screen so uh, where's the stream that's <laughs> yeah. in bed have you worked out like um, times when you're going to eat or you know stuff like that um, well, I mean, obviously follow the basic rules to begin with. Every hour, get up, stretch the legs, go for a piss when I need to. If I need a drink, refill the drink. You know, don't. I mean, I lo- I looked at the their actual guidelines on the website, and it does say, you know, go for it. Just try and finish it, even if you have to have a nap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go that far, considering the fact I just did 24 hours without gaming. 
and it intends to keep me pretty focused. Although the, the insane thing is, I don't, I don't think I could sleep because I was hyped up from all that jazz yesterday and getting things organized because... Quite frankly, I'm shitting myself. This is my first stream. I've never streamed before. <laughs> you know, and just having people pop in and watch me play games earlier just to check the quality of the streams, you know, mm. through the Xbox. I was going, oh, God, there's people watching me. <laughs> watch me play Call of Duty. You know, why am I playing Call of Duty? You know, um, so at the end of the day, you know, getting called shit by Chris in the... The comment section that was lovely <laughs> we, were, we were just I, testing i'm just warming you up the, the best yeah. about it is see before he popped in i was hammering it like i wasn't i didn't hammering. even i wasn't even watching the gameplay i was actually working so i just but i just thought i'd load it up and then i thought i'll leave a comment so he knows i was here you <laughs> i don't believe it it did buffer a bit when i was watching when i saw you on twitch though yeah, actually, the first guy said it was fine, but then obviously you were would have been about 75, 70, 70% of the way into the match at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if that had any effect on it whatsoever. And obviously at the minute there's no camera set up. I'm not using a camera and I wasn't using a mic. So uh-huh. uh, I'll be testing the stream with this mic that I'm using right now. Um, so... Hopefully it should be clear enough and I'll be able to get things sorted. I mean, I'm such a, in all honesty, I'm such a noob at this that I thought that I would see all the comments pop up on the screen. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are they not popping up on oh, the screen? Oh, no, you have to use the app separately. Mm. Yeah, yeah, find that out. Find that out. Yeah, I, I thought by now they would have changed that. And there's probably other ways of doing it and stuff like that, but I, like, I did my stream, what, now six years ago and that's what i had to have an ipad on my lap to mm. read the comments in the stream while i was playing do you have a genius idea we've got this uh, little thing called a gooseneck don't know if you've seen them I've, uh, um, go- what? I have no idea what a gooseneck is same right so essentially it's this little holder device that stretches out so it can grab a hold of a tablet or it can grab a hold of a phone or even a small games console like the Switch or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I get yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, you can, you know, yeah. Like, yeah you it's can got a little it. vice on it, so I can attach that to a table <laughs> and have my phone basically up so I can, you know, just look left and there it is. There's okay. the comments coming down on the screen. Uh, but strangely enough, uh, last night when I was on Mixer, I left the, uh, obviously, the conversation box on to see if it worked. And eventually it did work. Mm-hmm. But everything was lagging behind. The whole conversation was lagging behind. And I did notice that there's there was at least a nine-second lag on Mixer between what I was seeing and what was being seen on the iPad. Okay. But uh, if, uh, Mrs. Found out if you swap the view into, was it FTL? Mm-hmm. It kind of matches it up a little better. So... At the end of the day, I won't be playing a competitive multiplayer game, so that's probably going to ease the stress of the, the whole system anyway. I'll be playing single-player games. And, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to it. And hopefully, hopefully, I've got my fingers crossed that I can get a copy of Resident Evil 3 before next Saturday. <laughs> guarantees, but uh, hopefully, hopefully. If not, um, there's a couple of indie games on sale on the xbox that sale finishes just before i start my stream so should be able to grab a few bits and bobs from that like outlast 2 never played it played the first one haven't played the second one okay. um not watched the review 
I've played the demo. I've seen the pickaxe or whatever it was in a crotch. That's as much as I know about the game. <laughs> You're just using um, your Xbox, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have a great knowledge of these things in a great setup, so we'll go for it. Test it again and test it again and test it again and make sure it's working with uh, the likes of single-player games this weekend and make sure the audio's working and I got the wife helping me get things organized that way as well and I need and I need the screen because the Xbox wouldn't connect via a wired connection. <laughs> a wired connection! Um, oh, how, come, how come you went for horror games, Chat of Curiosity? Well, everyone does bloody COD. Everyone does bloody Fortnite. Mm. But horror streams seem to be something that people enjoy. No, there's a couple of people in my time who will not play horror games. They won't. But they said... If you stream it, I'll pop along and watch. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then at that point, it's more like uh, watching a scary movie rather than taking part and shitting your pants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to put the pad down to clean yourself. That way you can just clean yourself <laughs> and continue watching, you know. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the games that I own, I own them, you know. And Dead Space, for example, the first one, is something I've played to death. Yeah. I've actually played that to death, but I think it's it's worth putting on the stream, you know. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm hoping is I've passed this information on to the HR team in my the, the company I work for. Mm-hmm. We're doing a keeping up with what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll pass that information on down to every other member of staff before payday next week. And then people go, oh, look, there's one of our own doing a thing. Let's donate a little thing. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Because there's over a hundred stores in the company, so if everybody donated even 50p, I'd blow my target away. I've only set myself a target of 300 because I'm not feeling that confident. Um, got 60 in there in the bank now, so that's looking good. Mm. With another just over a week to go, so uh-huh. hopefully I can do that. And thanks to Chris, there'll be a nice little giveaway for fighting fans as well, fighting game fans. Um, oh, nice one. Yeah. So I mean that—that's pretty much. I've, I've, that's what I'm focused on at the minute, and it's what's feeding my anxiety beast. You'll have to um, send me the link. I'll need to drop a donation. Absolutely. It's um. It's all. Oh, it's pinned to my Twitter. It's pinned cool. to my Twitter. So I've I've left it there so anyone can see it. And I'm firing it out every morning and every evening as well, just to remind people and say hi, hi. Hey, nudge, nudge, nudge. Remember me? I'm on your timeline. Stop ignoring me. I know you can see it. At least look at the link. <laughs> Think Love about it. it. Wink, wink. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet it out from the uh, the show. I think we retweeted it yesterday, but I'll, I'll tweet it out yeah. from, from the show and uh, alongside when, when this releases, uh, we'll put it out there as well. So if you are listening and you want to shove some money in Tom's direction that he won't spend on drugs... Um, that's a good way to do it i'll dance for it i'll dance for it excellent so good luck with it all tom this is your first time streaming as well isn't it yes i mean could you really count the few tests that i've done in the last 24 hours of streaming no it seemed to go all right yeah except for the insults and the harsh comments from somebody (laughs) they they sound like a horrible person they're so mean (laughs) <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> right, oh, co- Adam, did I hear you say you've bought a new PC? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, quickly just on the back of what Tom's doing, because I kind of I'm in love with the whole idea of streaming. Um, so the first Dead Space, um, I absolutely adored. So I don't blame you for playing that at all. I actually wrote about that in a essay for university way back when. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all about, nice one. All about the um, the sound design of the game, because I think it's like oh. phenomenal in the first game. Oh yeah, so uh, you play it with headphones on. It, 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 yeah. You, you hear the uh, it's the Ishimura, isn't it? Yes. So sh- it's like, it whispers, yeah, doesn't it? it yeah. So it, like you hear, um, it's Isaac, isn't it? That's his name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you hear them like whispering it, like in his ear. And if you put earphones in, it's as if they're whispering, obviously in yours. It's so immersive. But um, even just little things, like, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a section when it's just such a small thing, but I did about two pages of writing just on this little moment when you go like into, I think a door opens and there's a corridor and you can see straight forward and the corridor I think goes to the right, but you can just hear a banging on a pipe. It's all you can mm-hmm. use, like a bat, like a ding, ding. And then it, you're like, what, what the fuck's that? And then it's just when you, obviously you've, you guys are playing, and you go around the corner and you just see the guy like headbutting the pipe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again and again. And then if you go towards him, he just collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just little clever moments like that with a sound. It's fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, first Dead Space. I love the second one. Prefer not to talk about the third one. But, um, but yeah, honestly. Well, the, the second half of the third one was amazing. The first half was very much why I'm playing Call of Duty. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. I'll definitely tune in. But um, yes. Oh, oh. Yes, Dead yes. Space Nugget. Dead Space Information Nugget. Does everybody know about this one? That if you take the titles of every chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah. yeah. Spoil <laughs> the crap out of it. No, I do love Dead Space. Did I, did I say on the list of games you, that you were thinking of playing? Is it Dead Space Isolation? Ooh. No, somebody else said Isolation. Oh, okay. Everything has to be strictly through the Xbox. Okay, because uh, I, just... I remember trying to play, oh, I think it might be Extraction. There's one that's on the. It came to the Xbox 360 arcade. Quite, I think it was out on other things first, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a puzzle game. But it's got like key story in the Dead Space lore in it. Yeah, but... it's kind of like the graphic novel. Pu- yeah, that's it. The graphic novel puzzle yeah, yeah. sort of game, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's Extraction, I believe. Yeah, because and the other one was on Wii. Yeah, yeah, the one on Wii I've I've, I've never played, but yeah, I, play, I tried playing this one on on the Xbox because it was on EA Access on the Xbox One. But like, and I was enjoying the story, and I thought, oh, we can get some more story and stuff like that. And then suddenly, it's it's those horrible rotating sliding puzzles that I'm terrible <laughs> at. So I was just like, yep, uninstalling this, never finding out what happens in that story. I'm out of here. And stuff like that. So yeah, if you're thinking of playing that, and you you know, don't play that in the middle of the night if you get frustrated by those. Right, sort of no, no. But um, it oh, was the, th- the third one, the second half, I remember playing it, because I struggled to get through it so much because I wasn't a fan. I was literally like, they've killed the franchise, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then um, it was about halfway through. I mean, I've only played it once, so bear with my memory, but it was when you kind of go to, oh, it was like an alien-type temple, um, and you had to work your way through that, but it was just like the law, just, and the world started to open up, not literally open world, but it started to open up a lot more and give a lot more way about kind of that alien culture that's in the game. Um, and fucking hell, it blew my mind. I was like, right, I feel like Dead Space Three's actually started now. None of this. Let's hear from this ridiculous soldier type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, what was the name of the the woman again who uh, saves you in the second one? I forgot her name. She oh, I can't gets out. Gets out. Is it Ellie? Ellie? There you go. Yeah, Ellie yeah. sounds familiar. Gets it. Yeah. So originally, obviously, the production team was supposed to be making her as the other playable character, and then for whatever reason, he <coughs> <EA, coughs> came along and changed it to um this generic shitty soldier carver was it or something like that? i don't know um, i don't know 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what, yeah, that, yeah. His, his defining characteristic was, uh, I don't trust you, Isaac. Yeah, and that and was that's it. About it. How about, any how of you play co-op, though? No. Uh, yes, I did. So it was quite cool what they were going for, though. Uh, does, so doesn't you... it do the Kane and Lynch thing where you both see different things? Yes, but it does a lot better than Kane and Lynch. Oh, okay. So, um, so basically, there was a section when um, I can't remember where it is now, but you're going to somewhere and there's like, it looks like you know them, like them wooden toys where it looks like men kind of march and they've got the really straight arms and legs. I think they're in the first Shrek. You know what I'm on about? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crafty yeah. things. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a scene when you go somewhere, and if you play as Isaac, um, you just see like one or two of them, and they kind of just abandon you, like, or whatever. But um, if you play as the other guy, is his name Carver? We'll go with that. Yeah, um, that sounds good. He sees them like loads of them, like coming to life and walking towards him and start shooting the hell out of them. Oh, okay. But if you're looking on the screen of Isaac, you just see this guy freaking out and just shooting into the air randomly. But if you look, obviously, on that screen his screen he's literally shooting at these enemies and it's just these like men marching towards him which was quite cool so it was nice little moments like that which i thought oh it's quite clever but doesn't justify his existence in the game but Mm -hmm. it was quite clever for what you know the mechanic that they were going for it still should have been early but whatever yeah Uh, it it was a very weird co-op mechanic so i remember when i played it through and it looked like there were going to be periods where you'd need like they made it out like you'd need to do co-op and i remember there's a bit where he's on a fence and then you and then you'll be like trying to get into some compound, and it looks like he's going to go off and help you get in, but then you just go off and find your way in anyway. So it, it is very much look like they shoehorned it in. Um, but then I did hear that they put in bits where you know there's like a, a slightly different take on on things if you played it co-op. But I've, I've, to this day, I've still never managed to find someone to play it co-op with. Oh man. But, uh... You never will. <laughs> Probably not. But... And yes, you're absolutely right. Sergeant John Carver just looked it up. Oh, so that, God, that's, that's a good. Back. That's a good memory. Yeah, there you go. I was talking about my shitty memory. I remembered his <laughs> name. Um, but yes, Chris. Sorry to go back to your original question. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I upgraded my PC. Um, mm-hmm. So now I've got like a proper gaming PC. Okay. Uh, so I've probably had it for, God, maybe about four months now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought, right, like I had my last PC. I had for probably like six or seven years, uh, which I know isn't a, like a really long time. But I just thought, um, I think I'd literally just came into a pot of money <laughs> and just thought right like so I, I predominantly game on my pc i absolutely love it i've got a ps4 as well but i love pc gaming so um i was like right like enough's enough i've been talking about it for ages i want to upgrade my pc now i'm shit with stuff like put actually building it and putting it together so i've got friends who are really good at that so i basically just said to them right this is my budget what shall i get will you put it together for me and it was like right buy this yes i'll put it together (laughs) yeah so um yeah it's pretty like pretty high spec um but yeah it's just nice to i remember playing the original uh rebooted tomb raider so that was what 2013 or something like that Mm -hmm. um and i think that was the last game on my old pc that i could play that actually looked decent anything after that was kind of like yeah get the settings all the way down um you know it's kind of it's playable but it doesn't look very nice so i kind of thought right okay like you know i really want to juice up my pc and because i know i knew like games like you know red dead were coming out and obviously other like juicier games that i thought yeah i want them to look really special um and oh my god <laughs> i mean i know i kind of hinted towards red dead earlier but sweet jesus like that game it's just i, I mean that that in itself it's probably the nicest game i've ever seen that i've played seriously 
So I've seen uh, it running on an Xbox One X, and I've mm. also seen it running on a on a on a PS4 and a normal Xbox uh, Xbox One, and you can see the differences just between the PS4 Xbox One standard to the Xbox One X version. Yeah, it, it's it's quite a big difference to be fair. So yeah. I, I wouldn't, you know, I can only imagine what the PC differences are like. Well, it's funny you say that because my brother has um, an Xbox One as well, and he was actually playing it behind me at one point. Like he had his Xbox in the same room as me, and he had an Xbox version. We were playing like certain bits together, just to see if anything was different or whatnot. Because you can obviously play as two different roles within the game. You can play as a right arsehole, you can play quite, re- you know, respectively nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of doing little bits like that. But even, I mean, you know, like I, when I was watching him play, it still looked gorgeous. I mean, don't get me wrong, Xbox like One's a really powerful console. Um, but there were certain moments when we would go to like a certain area just to <laughs> just to check, and there was there were some differences, mainly in the light. Um, yeah, the light was definitely the difference. Yeah, like the sunlight kind of coming through trees and the different weather effects. Um, a lightning storm looks incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm just. I mean, I could talk for ages about Red Dead, but uh, I mean, I have a question about Red Dead too, and you know how it looks really pretty on the PC. Um, see the way it looks prettier. Does that make it a good game? No, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stand the Red Dead games. I'm just, oh, God, there we go. Top of my chest. I feel better. Let's explore explore that. Um, Have you you played Red Dead 2? Yes. Okay. How much of it have you played? Three chapters. Okay, that's probably the problem. Um, and no, I don't... no, 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 If the game has to have me, no, 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 no one will ever get me with this argument, because I'm of the opinion if a game isn't going to say, hey, here's some good stuff to do, why don't you go do it? I mean, you know, I, 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 I didn't really play much of GTA V either, because I think I spent about maybe 15 hours on that, and then went, God, it's the same thing over and over again. I don't know. That's rich coming from the guy who's playing Call of Duty multiplayer. You know, <laughs> it's a damn thing. But that has a hook for me, and it has a rhythm, and it has a grind, and it has everything. Fe- it feeds back into a loop that 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 makes my brain feel good, and it fills it with serotonin. You know, <laughs> well, that's Red Dead to me feels but and this is this is including the first one and i'm sorry i know they're revered games and everyone loves them and everyone loves to look at the pores on on their faces and how pretty it is how each gun is individually gorgeous to look at even when it's covered in filth and needs cleaned up but these games feel like a bloody chore and why can't why do rockstar insist on this bizarre physics where Everything has to float forward, like everything. <laughs> you can't push forward. Are they are they just oranges on cocktail sticks? <laughs> this is what I'm starting to wonder, like because yeah. oh, I can't stop the physics of it. And then the gunplay is just rote and boring. Yeah, story, story, story. Yada yada yada. Had more fun playing through Modern Warfare's campaign because Jesus, it's because it tried really hard to say something about. War's bad, kids. Really bad. The mm. SAS are really brutal. Mm. But at the end of the day, it it's, it it does what it sets out to do. It, it does a prequel to a classic Call of Duty game, introduces characters again, and goes, hey, you remember this guy? Like, yeah, I remember that guy. 
Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, 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 to be honest, Tom, I, I agree with you on your point of it shouldn't take a game, say, X amount of hours before it starts getting good. I mean, a lot of people have said that about loads of games, like like Final Fantasy Thirteen was a big one, when a lot of people shit all over that game. I personally loved it, but a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it opens up when you get 30 hours in, and I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Who's gonna Who's gonna waste thirty hours of shit to get to something that's potentially good? So I agree with you on that point. And that's probably why I downloaded it when it first came out for PC. Kept dimming it, dipping in and out of it. It never gripped me. I kind of just thought, oh, you know, yeah, it's it's all right. And then other games would come along, which then I jumped on the back of. Um, uh, that point proven is GTA Five. I've had that downloaded on my PC for a while now, um, and I think it was only maybe a month or so ago that I uninstalled it because I thought I'm really not playing this. Um, it's just taking up space. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, <clears throat> it's a technical marvel. Like, what they've been able to do in the game is phenomenal. Um, I know you were saying kind of about the physics of shit. I personally don't mind them. I think um, they take some getting used to, and especially if you've come from something like Call of Duty, which is very fast-paced and very kind of um, gameplay-focused, shall we say. It's very smooth, it's very fluid, and it has to be for a game like that. To then go to something which is a lot of a slower pace, a bit more clunky, um, sometimes it's a bit of a chore to ride a horse. But, um, yeah, to go from that extreme, I completely get your point. I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey did horse riding better than what Red Dead does, hands down. Um, it feels a lot more of a chore in Red Dead. But I think for me, a big thing, um, and I mean, I, I don't really know the story of Modern Warfare very well. I used to play the games when I was younger, but kind of just for, you know, the fast-paced gunplay rather than the actual story. However, um, kind of my background in gaming, I've always been very, very story-focused, um, kind of loved classic Bioware. I think I've talked about it before in the pod. Um, you know, classic Bioware, not new shit age anthem Bioware. Sorry, Chris, <laughs> I know you're a fan. Um, but yeah, like Man, really, like the rotten hell, <laughs> in the bargain bins of hell. <laughs> We're going back to stuff like, um, you know, like original Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights. Like, for me, like, yeah, as long as there's like a really kind of story that gets me hooked and gets me kind of emotional, emotionally invested, I guess, then I'm on board. Um, and that's not to say like suddenly I'll forgive a lot of the downfalls of the game. Because I mean, as I say, riding a horse is fucking annoying in Red Dead. I'm not going to lie. Um, there are some things which kind of can detach you from that. But I think for me, I kind of once I came back to Red Dead and I kind of thought, right, I'm in isolation. I've had it downloaded forever. I hear it's fantastic, so let's get on with it. Um, and once I got into the rhythm of it and kind of immersed myself a bit more in it, um, I didn't forgive the bad points of it. I think I kind of just got on with it. Um, but then there's a certain point when I can't remember how many missions it is in. I'm not going to try and justify by saying, do 50 missions, then it gets good. But <clears throat> there is a certain point, for me anyway, when it was particularly the character of Arthur who you play as, um, in the kind of early stages, he just seemed like your generic cowboy, bit of an asshole. Oh, is he gonna? Is his arc gonna be suddenly he turns good at the end? You know, it's, you think is this gonna be quite predictable? It depends on how you play it, really. But <clears throat> for me, I got really invested in Arthur's story. I absolutely got invested in the the group that he's with. Um, you know, the different dynamics of how each of them characters play. Um, I think for me as well, like I can walk away now and say I know each of those characters. I feel like I know you know, what their good points are, what the bad points are, like what they wanted from the story, what they kind of didn't get. Um, I fucking hate some characters and I love some characters, but I think that's the mark of a good game. I mean, look at things like Christ, um, Mass Effect Andromeda, when every character just felt flat. Um, so it was kind of nice to feel that, but I really felt 
kind of yeah like really invested in that story but <laughs> i'm not, not gonna lie um spoiler alert but when something happens to arthur kind of towards the end of the game i absolutely bawled like completely bawled my eyes out um the ending really i got emotional towards the ending of the overall game as well um and i can't remember who we were talking to in the chat might have been someone earlier on but how they were saying oh yeah i find like arthur really generic and yeah i just couldn't really click with him he just seemed like a one stroke kind of character i would kind of challenge that um if you look, Arthur, you know, he is this kind of thug where, yes, he is stealing money from people for the gang and, you know, he's willing to do these awful things. And then on the other side of it, you, you know, he is still questioning, God, what am I, what am I doing? Is it right? Um, certain little things add to that if you look for them. For example, he keeps it's, a di- it's diary all the time. agency, though, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? Oh, the player think? has a chance to shape the sort of man that Arthur is yes. through your own actions and whatnot. So he's not strictly written as a i mean i i appreciate all the conversations that have happened around obviously the the character of arthur and how he ends i i know how the game ends right. uh, so it's no biggie to me i didn't really care um <laughs> not that i don't care about you know yeah, what i'm I saying is that I, I didn't mind about the ending um yeah. but yeah it's so i guess you know whereas something like grand theft auto those characters are pretty much in stone with like being Basically, what, one last choice at the end, if I remember correctly, from GTA V? Um, one last choice kind of, like, leads you either to extra missions and different endings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, obviously, there's two potential outcomes, as far as I'm aware, to Red Dead. But he's shaped by the player himself. So it's kind of your own moral code, how you feel you would yeah. have acted in those situations and printed upon Arthur rather than... Hold up! Wait a minute. Something ain't right. It's traumatic. Yeah, I mean, what on earth are you talking about? Hey, we're having a good chat here. Press record. We are. I've, I've, I've pressed we're... record. I've resumed. Literally, I've just. I, I paused it when it cut off, and when you were talking, I thought I'm going to press record. I'll, I'll have to do some editing. Put some music in the middle. Off we go. So we've been talking about Newton Faulkner. <laughs> okay, I remember Newton Faulkner. They got yeah. the, the surfer hat. Like he was like. He's a... got uh, the ginger hair with the dreadlocks. That's he used to one. sing. Um, so Tom's never heard "Dream Catch Me," his biggest song. I probably I mean, that's probably the only one I know, yeah. to be fair. You know, I, I was. Have. I even some. I even sang some of it to Tom while you were away, and he loved it. He was moved to tears. Oh, I wish but, I um, got that on record. Yeah, the tears were actually. I remembered I was playing Ori and Will of the Wisps yesterday, <laughs> and there was a very emotional moment involving uh, a crow. You can baby, baby, um, oil. Sorry, it's an oil. It's baby oil, and it's very much. Actually, you know what? Will of the Wisps. I could easily get choked up over that. Jesus Christ, it's cute as fuck. Who was the other and guy who was around I'm... at the same time? Sorry to just break up the, 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 the gaming talk on a gaming podcast. Was it Jack Jones? Jack Jones who what? Not Jack Jones, the the, the, the Vine star who's a horrible scumbag. Um, <laughs> the, there was a, there was another singer who... He's, oh, he did a, oh, he's like a surfer dude. 
Oh, um, oh, Christ. Potentially. Yeah. Sorry, Might Tom. Keep talking about Oryx. It's game chat, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> Jeff Jones. He's over now. I've lost me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, right, I really enjoyed the first game. Oh. I got to tell you, I got emotionally invested in Ori's journey. Mm. I thought it was a very sad story. Mm-hmm. Is, that it, is it sad right at the beginning? Yeah, and the whole way through, because you learn that Ori and abandoned is her duties, and she's the reason. So she's just to fix it all. Oh, okay. She's just to save a friend. Oh, and then, right. and it's hubris. Hubris is at fault for the second game. And again, she has to go fix it, because she hasn't learned the lesson from the first one. I've heard it's oh, really wow. difficult, so I didn't play it. So, yeah, I mean, it's really easy to get invested in that story if you mm. play the first one. And the emotional stakes are actually pretty high. And I was sitting playing it going, and I, as, as the cutscene was playing, I stopped to put my hand over my mouth and went, oh, God. It <laughs> <laughs> was actually a moment where I leaned over and went, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Oh, no. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> no, so I have to get back to play. Get back. I need to. I need to fix that little while. So um, I, I believe. Yeah, was, sorry, sorry Adam, go on. I said no, no, I, I believe before my, my internet decided it didn't want to work anymore. Um, mm. That you, we, you, you two were still discussing the 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 the, uh, the uh, Red Dead Redemption Two thing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know how far. I was yammering on about it before you disconnected, but I think we were basically, we came to the kind of consensus and Tom and I agreed here that um, it's very easy from the, own, the outside to kind of look at Arthur as this kind of, um, you know, chiseled generic, you know, down and out. Yes, he's a bit of a thug mm-hmm. um, and that he's got a predictable arc that he's going to go through. But then Tom's point, which I agree with, was very much you have choices through the game where you can approach different things and in different ways and you can decide if you want to play him as that generic arsehole that's just in it for the money then you can however you know if you want to give him more of a soul and give him more of a conscience and you can take another kind of way around different missions mm-hmm. and i was kind of you know when i completely agree with that and i was talking a lot about um arthur with his diary okay so yeah if you take the time to Actually, you know, you get a little pop-up that says you know, new journal entry. Um, and I always made a point of having a look um, just because, you know, I really was invested in Arthur and I kind of liked a lot of a lot of what he did, even though he was deep down still a thug. Um, but, you know, it was nice that you, you would get that contrast with um, that side of Arthur where if you looked at the writing in the journal, I mean, one, if you actually just read his handwriting, um, he does spell things wrong, which I found quite nice. But um, you can just press like the button and then the text comes up clear and it tells you what he's actually written. But it was just the way he reflects on um, his journey and what he's done and questions some of his own choices and, mm-hmm. you know, whether he should have done that or not. And then you'll kind of turn the pages and you'll get just a drawing of like a little bird in a tree or like the spire of like a church or something. So it's obviously just a man who's, you know, for all that you get, a, you play his actions. It's nice to see him kind of critically analyzing what he's done as well, to a degree of ways, writing about what he's done and consciously, you know, thinking about things like that and even just doing little drawings. And I know it's all kind of, you know, pre-programmed, but it was still nice in terms of a narrative perspective to give this kind of character another edge. Um, it's really nice as well. And there's one little detail that I loved um, right towards the end of Arthur's journey when you kind of rescue John, so John Marsden. Um, and you kind of... John Marston? 
he's in the game. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so you, when you rescue John Marsden, you kind of like there's like a big like scene when you're running and Arthur's kind of getting towards, spoiler alert, his death. Um, <clears throat> there's even the last moment, very last moment when there's a choice at the end where John's like saying, come on, Arthur, we've got to go. Like, they're coming, let's go over this hill. And you've just run through a cave. And in the cave, there was a chest filled with, like, gold. And there's still a moment there where if you want to, even though Arthur's on his last legs, you can still choose an option, either continue and help John or go back and grab the gold. Mm -hmm. And I still quite like that, because even though right at the very end, you still have that choice of, can I finish off this character of Arthur by being an absolute twat and only thinking about the gold? Or kind of, you know, given that more kind of generic but heroic ending of where, no, no, I've I've battled through this. I'm here for my friend. I'm here for John. You know, I want to restore this friendship for what's left of it, for what's left of me. Um, and obviously I went with that option because obviously. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like the way, the way he ends, the way that he goes, my God, I was, yeah, in bits. But I think any game like that, that can move you at that point. Obviously, I know you do have a choice to a degree of where how invested you choose to get in things. But like Tom was saying about um, the Ori and the Will of the Wisps, you know, when you get the moments when you think, wow, like I was not expecting this, um, or I wasn't expecting to have this reaction to this. I wasn't expecting for this to get this deep. Um, that's for me is the sign of like a really good narrative, a really good game and a really good opportunity to get invested in something like that. And I think that's probably why, you know, I, as I say, like I'm not Rockstar's biggest fan. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a, classic bioware fanboy and i'll hold my hands up and say that but rockstar realistically like this is the first game of theirs i've actually completed um like gta 5 didn't do much for me previous gta's have done very little for me and i've never played the original red dead um so it's kind of nice to go to this one because it's set before so it's really pushed me to want to play the original red dead now to kind of continue the story never came out on pc though did it no but you can if you want to play it on PC, if you signed up to that, is it PlayStation Now? Okay, um, yeah. You could play it on PC that way, but I mean, I've got a PS4. I could just you know, purchase it that way if I wanted mm-hmm. to. And I wouldn't mind you know, playing it on the PS4. I mean, it's an old enough game anyway, so what am I really getting out of playing it on PC mm-hmm. um, if I did it? But yeah, um, and Sadie Adler, I mean... Great character. What a fucking well-written character. You know, people talk about, like, strong women characters, and she is right up there, the likes of Sarah Connor. You know, just really well-written character. I love her arc as well. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I wasn't expecting to see her right until the end of the game as well, how she kept coming back. And every time she was on the screen, I just smiled because I loved what they did with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice as well. Just, yeah, it was, as I was saying before about the characters in the gang, um, I felt really invested in all of them. To a degree. I mean, uh, Micah was an absolute dick. Yeah. But um, even though the kind of redemption of Red Dead Redemption, um, kind of when you are playing as John Marsden and you get that redemption at the end with the Micah storyline felt so justified and oh, so epic. But yeah, um, what a game. <laughs> the, the only thing that irked me about it is... So I kind of see exactly where you're both coming from here because I, when I first played Red Dead 2 when it first came out, I didn't get on with it at all and I almost walked away with it quite early on like, like Tom did. And yeah. um, I can't remember what it was at the time, but there was I just I had more time than usual to play games at that at that point. And, you know, and so I, I thought, right, there's nothing else out because obviously all the new releases ran for the hills uh, when <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. So I thought, Do you know what, I'll, I'll stick with it a little bit longer. and And somehow... Even though I was going on and playing it and really disliking it, especially that first hour mm. uh, and stuff like that, I, I got to a point where, yeah, it, it, 
it, it pays off, I suppose, um, mm. quite a few hours in. But I say I, I agree with what Tom says. Like you shouldn't have to stick with a game for X amount of hours for it to get fun. If it doesn't get you in the first twenty minutes to an mm. hour at least, you you know you, you usually know. But the one thing that did hurt me now. You say about Arthur having a choice and stuff like this. Now, I played very much Arthur as as the good guy trying to get out. Because that was clearly where the story was going to go. Mm. Because of the redemption arc. The only thing I found is... Because there are clear points in that story where only one thing can happen. Especially mm. with the very key point early on in the game. That you don't realise is a key point. Yes. Everything I was doing was... Arthur's been a good guy, he's helping out, he's, he's been, you know, helpful and friendly. And then suddenly there's that one point where you are suddenly forced to be a complete and utter arsehole. Yeah. It just kind of, it, it kind of pulls you out a little bit. And then you go back and you do a little bit more of being the nice guy and stuff. And then you go back to that mission later on and you have to be a complete and utter arsehole again. And I know why, because I've played the whole arc now. And so, mm. But it just seemed to, to pull you out every now and again. And that kind of irked me a little bit. Um, but again, because they were, even though they wanted to give you that freedom uh, and stuff like that, th- there was still a very definitive story there, wasn't there? I think it's kind of justified, though. Oh, um, no, I get it because it, yeah, because as you say, that point that you get to where something is revealed that happens, yeah. and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um, what? You have set up a great little segue. So you're thinking about Rockstar games and whatnot, and you know characters written purposefully to be arseholes, and obviously games that grip you within the first couple of hours. Manhunt. Manhunt. I bounced off Manhunt now, really there's hard. A, there's a game about a scumbag that I don't mind playing at all. <laughs> the ultimate brutal stealth game. All all narrated and voiced over by Brian Cox. Don't get much better than that. And on top of that, they throw in the twist and like sort of midway through the game, it's like, they've got your family. <gasps> oh no, chop their heads off. Chop everyone's heads off. Saw their heads off. Plastic bags, glass shards, piano wire. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back manhunt. Yeah, I'd love that because I bounced off it pretty hard when it came out. Uh, I played. I, I remember buying it and I had to get it from under the counter at Comet because <laughs> nowhere was, was stocking it because the, they, they tried to ban it, didn't they? And that, so I remember oh, going. To, I remember going to Comic because that's where I bought my games from at the time. And I said, "Oh, have you got a copy of Manhunt? It came out today." Uh, and the guy was like, um, "Oh yeah, come, come to the counter." And literally, he just pulled the box out from under the counter uh, and, and sold me a copy. Um, but yeah, I bounced off that, and I've tried to go back to it a few times, but obviously, it, I don't think it holds up. Um, yeah, I think I think we're beyond that point now because, and people got really irate at me for this, but I said that. Uh, the Last of Us, The Last of Us suffered from manhuntitis in that it was the same shitty stealth that was used in a PS2 game. Make a noise in this wall, run around, throw a bottle here, and then perform a takedown. And it was really bland, and people people weren't happy about that. They weren't happy that I was dissing the, the great and almighty Last of Us, which is really a boring bag of shite, quite frankly, where <gasps> wow. very little wow. Wow. happens. Well, there's, there, there's a show in itself. You see, you see, here's the thing. Now, the story, the story, it's generic, it's fucking cliched. Mm. Oh, I, I am a grumpy old man who lost his daughter. Uh, uh, uh. 
I don't want to look after this teenage sassy girl. I am a sassy girl. I don't like this man. Oh, 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 father, daughter. Oh, whatever. I know, I know. The only thing missing is me playing the acoustic guitar. Right? Mm. But the thing is, the thing is, the game itself, the gameplay relies on that shitty Naughty Dog style of when you aim, you're not quite aiming. It's always a little off. Your aim is never straight. It's never pure. Their shooting mechanics are never perfect, as it were. Don't matter how good you are at shooting, because I remember playing Uncharted, Uncharted 2, and I think even Uncharted 3. It wasn't until, until Uncharted 4 that they actually said, right, well, where you point your cursor is where the bullets yeah, go. Yeah, I remember Uncharted 3. I think 2 was the same. If you played them within the first month of them being released, the aiming was completely broken. And mm. they, they they patched it so the uh, the reticle was actually like yeah nearer where you were actually you were actually shooting where the reticle was pointing. But I remember having I have I had a massive issue with Uncharted Three because it would literally shoot more to the left or the right. Yeah. All the time. And, all pe- the and then a month later, people like, this is the greatest game ever made. Like well, you've obviously played it since it was patched. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, right? Naughty Dog have this reputation, and I'm going to bring up an old story. It's an old article I wrote for a website that's now defunct. It's a website that I ran, and this was an editorial that I wrote after watching gameplay from E3 of The Last of Us. And it was that, I don't know if anyone remembers, but it was that really spectacular stealth section where Ellie was... That is her name, isn't it? Yeah, it was it the hotel bit. The hotel bit. And they said, this is how the whole game will be. And I wrote sort of a scathing response to their concept of ai i went that's not going to work for the full game it's not going to work now n4g as we know is a cesspit and my piece was put on there i I miss those days i was ripped to absolute shreds but you know what you know what it was three or four months before the game went gold that naughty dog ripped out the entire ai for ellie simplified it and put it back in. And you know what that is? That's vindication. <laughs> vindication. Right, we'll, we'll stop Tom's controversial uh, opinions for now because that, I think that'll make a whole other show. Um, <laughs> right. And we'll leave it on Manhunt. Yes, Manhunt. Yes, that's 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 the discussion. Manhunt. Yes. End of discussion. Right. So hmm. before we wrap up, gentlemen, uh, is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Apart from what else? Apart from Red Dead, I played and completed Control and the latest DLC. Okay. Uh, how, did you was... find, how did you find Control? I uh, Control is exactly the type of game that I love. Um, okay. So I'm very biased. Um, I love the kind of the whole. It's very kind of it has a lot of like Half-Life element to it to to a degree as well in the terms of you've got that mystery that you're unraveling. Um, you know, kind of Portal does that really well. Half-Life does that really well. Um, and I'm a big episode, I'm a big episode. I'm a big fan of stuff like that. So kind of with control, you turn up at this organization, no idea what's going on. And the mystery's kind of unraveled as it goes on. Um, has a lot of kind of fringy type science stuff in there as well, which I'm a big fan of. I love the TV show fringe, for example. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it, but I understand some of the criticisms of it too. Yeah. I, I loved it too. I didn't get on with it. I finished it. And cause mm. but, I, but I think that was more, this is the most from the manager said the last of us was terrible. Um, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think I plowed through it because 
all I was hearing all around me was, oh, it's a really good game. It's like one of the best games ever. And it kind of <laughs> made me think, am I wrong? I'll keep playing it to find out and stuff. But yeah, I, I just found it a bit a bit clunky and stuff. Like <gasps> find, you and find it, yourself a bit wrong. And it, 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 it def, the one thing as well is like everyone goes on like about how amazing it looks and stuff like that. Now, it might be different for you, Adam, because you're playing on a PC and mm. stuff like that. But I found it, I didn't find it a very good looking game at all. It was just a, a shinier version of Alan Wake. Really. <gasps> and and, and I, also, I also found it, it its difficulty spikes were absolutely horrendous. Because well, obviously you know it doesn't, it, it gives you that weapon, the service weapon, which is a, a, a good idea in principle. I, I get it. But <clears> because it doesn't, it's not like your typical game where you get a weapon and then as you progress through the game it gives you more and more um, abilities with that weapon and introduces ways for you to use them so you get used to them. Control doesn't do that, does it? Because there's more ability. You could go through the game not getting a lot of the abilities. If you know what I mean. For the good. Which means that, you know, you could technically just wait for it. Good, good. Uh, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that you yeah, like that, that that kind of that that I think that kind. Of, once I started upgrading some of my guns and using some of the different uh, modes, uh, obviously the game it changed a little bit and came a bit more appealing. And the minute you get the the ability to hover mm. and stuff like that, changes the game completely, and yeah. it became a, a lot more interesting then. But yeah, yeah, no, I didn't quite, I didn't quite get on get on get on with that either. I'm a big um, Alan Wake fanboy. I absolutely love Alan Wake. I enjoyed and Alan Wake. The... It was alright. Yeah. And the little like Easter eggs that join into that world uh, was was everything for me. Mm-hmm. So um, when I found the little details, like you know, you find the uh, the projector which shows you actually Alan Wake talking, and then the massively hinted next DLC which kind of leans into Alan Wake. I am here for it. Is that the ne- the next one? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, it's just been the foundation was the one that's just been released, which was good. I have to say, it goes a lot more into like the law and backstory of the oldest house, which mm-hmm. was for me, I love anything like that uh really enjoyed it fucking hard uh, especially the last part but you get two new abilities in that as well which is cool okay. um and then yeah so this next very heavily hinted dive back into alan wake to a degree i'm all about because obviously alan wake uh, spoiler alert um if you, when you completed it obviously alan rescued his wife but he stayed under the lake and that was kind of the last you ever heard so what happened to alan um but did you guys find the whole file and everything when jesse talks about her and her brother when they found that projector and they ended up in bright falls yes yeah so i loved loved so obviously bright falls was the setting for alan wick Mm -hmm. um and obviously there's a little you can totally miss it there's a little moment when jesse kind of reflects you find like a file and it's about jesse and her brother and they end up in bright falls because the projector sends them there Mm -hmm. but uh, there's a really cool little moment as well when um if you listen to she's been interviewed by i think it's a psychologist and she's talked about this artist who sings this song and then but she's talking about that in this world that she's in now and the psychologist goes away and comes back and is like yeah that that song doesn't exist and that artist doesn't exist mm-hmm. because that song and artist exists in bright falls and when you play alan wake you can actually hear that song and see that artist as well mm-hmm. so just little stuff like that i just thought it was really clever right but i'm a, bi- you... I'm a big fan boy mm-hmm. did you think in terms of game design though that the uh, control was sort of like the greatest hits of everything rabbity have done like max Payne, alan wake uh quantum break and it's kind of like this this fantastic mashup of all three obviously you've got the sort of uh self-narration jesse's self-narration it's very 
Mm. Uh, obviously, Max Payne mm. and and Alan Wake. I guess yeah. you've got the supernatural elements of Alan Wake, which are literally tied together. Yeah. You know, those those threads are clear and apparent. Mm. And then obviously, Quantum what Quantum Break tried to do was create a superpower sort of game. Yeah. Obviously, except with time manipulation. Except in this case, it's more kind of like traditional sort of psychokinetic abilities, things mm. like that, and obviously with a gun. And I think I think it's really good mash of like yeah. everything they've created so far. Mm. And Chris is right. Chris is absolutely right. What, there are what, some hang on, spikes. what? I'm glad I'm recording this. <laughs> <laughs> there are some spikes in that game yes. that are completely unforeseeable. You walk into a room and you will get murdered instantly. Yeah. Instantly. You you will not stand a chance, no matter what you're using, no matter what you do, because you have no idea. They do, obviously, some of the enemies just appear from nowhere and you get brutalized. So the second time you go into the room, you know to get from point A to B before you even attempt anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are some massive difficulty spikes. And obviously, the last boss of the game oh my God. is an absolute bullet sponge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. I can't remember the last boss. Did you fight uh, the anchor as well? Oh my no. god! Oh, oh I did it all. I did it all. I got the platinum. There was yeah. The there was platinum. one. Yeah, there was one I found really difficult. I can't remember which one it is. Is it the fridge? Um, the one where you, you know you've got the guy who's guarding the. Is it the fridge he's guarding? He can't take his eyes off it. So oh, the fridge will eat him. Ah yes, yes, I remember that. And then there's a you're on a platform and there's something floating. Mhm. And then it starts smashing the floor. It's and like it, that big creature, yeah. That yeah, comes yeah, up yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. The, the first time I got to that, it it just it, it was harder than anything in Dark Souls. But then obviously <laughs> I went back afterwards after upgrading my gun and stuff, which is good good gameplay. It's just the game doesn't explain this to you in yeah. in in, in this. Well, it it does explain it in a way, but not in a way that other games do. You know what I mean? It doesn't hold your mm. hand as much, yeah, uh, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it was all right. It's funny well, as well in... talking about it because if you noticed. I kind of dive straight into talking about the story and how it connects to Alan Wake, whereas you guys talked about the gameplay yeah. straight away. I think it's just mm. interesting how we approach the games and what we love about it differently. Which but... leads me to my next point. Earlier on, you said you were big into, like, obviously, story and whatnot, and where you come from is classic Bioware, things mm. like that, Baldur's Gate and whatnot. Me, I come from classic Doom. Yeah. yeah. So what have, I, what have I been playing? I played Doom Eternal. <laughs> and I played it on Nightmare. Because you're Fuck. fucking mental. You're mental. <laughs> and I completed it wow. on Nightmare. Thank you very much. I did a second run through on that, uh, you know, that one life, that that one up life thing where you can collect extra lives. I slapped that down too. I'm too young to die, and that was like skipping through the fields at that point. <laughs> but I felt so sorry for people on my timeline. They were they, some of them started on nightmare and dropped it down, and they were just dropping the difficulty level down and down and down. I was thinking, God, I'm cracked. Here, lad. <laughs> but what I will say is that Dim Eternal managed to turn a lot of people off because it introduced a whole bunch of mechanics that were in the previous one, but they just separated them out into new mechanics. If you get what I mean. Uh, basically what you have you have a shoulder mounted flamethrower which you use to gain armor out of enemies you chainsaw enemies to get ammo you have less ammo you cannot carry it anywhere near as much ammo as you could in the original uh, well I say the original Doom 2016 
and you have to glory kill for health, which was pretty standard. But the thing is, what they did then was they introduced all of this into what's essentially Quake-style arenas with jump pads and things like that. So it was a massive departure from what 2016 would have been, which was more of a traditional sort of corridor shooter with an arenas where... Not so much multi-tiered. There was just an extra level or two. See, I disagree with that because this one? I don't. I don't think that Doom 2016 was was exactly your traditional corridor shooter because of the elements that you've just described that uh, Doom Eternal doubles down on. Because the one thing I hated about Doom 2016 was the fact that it forced you into this. The glory kit. Well, I can't remember which way around it, so I'm probably getting it wrong. But you had to do one thing to get ammo, one thing to get shields. That's for me. That that wasn't what I was going into Doom for. And it, it, until I I didn't understand it at first, and it made Doom 2016 very difficult for me. Only once I got to grips with that mechanic, it became more manageable, and I managed to finish it eventually after struggling for a couple of the boss fights. And then as soon as I heard that Doom Eternal doubles down on those and if anything, it make apparently ammo is even more limited in the game because it Indeed really it, is. it really wants you to use the, whichever way it is of killing in order to to get ammo and stuff like that. I was I cancelled my order of, of Doom Eternal because what, no, what my did, interest has completely gone now. What they did was uh, you always have your chain you have your chainsaw from the beginning, and you'll always have one bar of chainsaw which will refill over time. Mm-hmm. You can obviously pick up extra canisters and stuff, but You'll, that'll always refill. So what they do in certain encounters is that they put fodder demons down, which only take one bar to kill. Yeah. So what you find yourself doing, once you've got into the actual loop, now you have to be well into the game at this point and fully understand every mechanic, what's mm-hmm. going on, how to beat every demon. What you'll find yourself doing is swapping between every single weapon you've got hitting a fodder demon, picking up the ammo, hammering the big demons again, and you get into this loop where you're attack- you're focusing your fire on the big ones, dodging the little ones, then using it on the fodder or your imp or whatever it is, and you'll 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 pray for a caca demon to appear because you can easily lob a grenade into its mouth, easy glory kill for health. And even when you kill an enemy at low health, it gives you health. The game gives you what you need when you need it. It Mm -hmm. literally does that for you. Um, It pops fodder demons up when you need them. People don't notice because it's it's a little hectic. But the thing is, once you've gotten into it, you've got this fantastic ballet of bullets, explosions, gore, and blood, and glory kills and everything. And you're literally flying around the arena especially once you get your super shotgun and you've got your meat hook. And I, I mostly ignored the meat hook and the super shotgun until very late in the game. And I regret doing that because I used basically it in the last Slayer Slayer gate. Then okay. there are six Slayer gates in the game. And each gate is basically a test of what you've learned up to that point. And it'll throw a new demon at you as well, something ready to kick your teeth in. These tests are rock hard, literally rock hard. Do you, do you think though that 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 aspect, so the way you've described it to me, now, mate, you, you say with that ballet and that that perfecting of the of the run, 
so to speak. Do you think that takes away from the Doom is the original shooter, basically? I think it's more like Quake. Okay. I think it's more like Quake. I think it's more like Quake, Quake Arena. You know, the uh, later ones with bounce pads and stuff like that, because they are in the arenas, you use bounce pads. And once you get past the concept that you're going to go into a large room, you're going to fight in all what seems like insurmountable odds, and you will find yourself 90% of the time scraping through, and that's fantastic. Think of it in terms of. I'm going to have to aren't it? Dark Souls right? mm-hmm. you go into Dark Souls you meet a boss boss pummels you you come back you get a boss halfway third attempt fourth attempt fifth attempt whatever when you finally beat that boss boom brilliant okay. it's the same feeling mm-hmm. when you wipe out what could essentially be somewhere between 50 to 70 demons in one arena you don't even realise how many you've killed because they're literally popping like pinatas you've got your rocket launcher that's taking care of small ones it's taking care of big ones and eventually you get the bfg and if you complete all the slayer gates you get the unmaker from uh doom 64 okay. it's, it's, it's uh, just so i like shooters because that i find them mindless if you know what i mean you can kind of switch your brain off but with, with doom i know there's a market for it and i know it's very popular and i know this is this is literally just me but yeah, when I think of Doom, I think, yeah, just a minor shooter. Go in, hold down the fire button, bang, bang, bang. And and we Doom Eternal and Doom 2016 to a, a degree. That, that That's not the case, which is... I'm just hoping that other shooter brands don't don't follow suit, so to speak. Well, I mean, I don't think they will. I think Doom's a separate beast. Mm-hmm. If anything, I could, I could see Ed working on a new Quake. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty much there already. And it would be nice to see the short Strog back. I'd like mm-hmm. to see them. I'd like to see a Quake 2 remake. I'd like to see them go from there. Maybe not the first one. Nine Inch Nails. No, thank you. Right. It's all right. right. Johnny Cash's covers of Nine Inch Nails songs were better. Another controversial opinion. There right. you go. Right, Have them all. right gentlemen, I'm going to call it there. Because I say we're, we're about the hour mark after I cut out the bit where I... Uh, inconveniently uh, ruined your gentleman's evening by cutting out. Um, so thank you very much for joining. Gentleman's evening. Thank you very much for joining me. Please pimp your socials. Adam, I'll let you go first. Cool. Um, so I am on pretty much everything on the same name, which is Strawn87 on Instagram, on Twitter. Yeah, come find me there. Come give us a follow. Okay. Uh, and Tom. I um. What am I? Ordinary <laughs> Magoo, is it? Yes, probably. Hold on. I actually can't remember it. Like, like I said, I am running on very little sleep. Due to the... Ordinary Magoo. At Ordinary Magoo. That's O-R-G. Right? Come on over to the timeline. The link to my uh, Just Given page is there. Link to uh, my charity page is there. It's my pinned tweet. Come over. If you feel like donating something, donate something. If you can't show up, you know. If you're there and you're just watching, sure, great. Let's all play some horror games together. Let's have a laugh. Excellent. You can find that's, sh- that's all. You can find the show at Project <laughs> underscore DD, uh, where the Twitter feed is 
back reactivated. We have a Discord server. If you head over to Twitter, you can find the pinned tweet there is the link to our Discord server. Uh, come and join us. There's a few of us on there. And if you ever fancy joining us on the show, please feel free. It'll be less of a shit show than this one. But obviously, we're just testing some things. Um, and yeah, thank you to anyone who has, uh, has downloaded the show and is, li- is listening and anyone who's, who's, who's tweeted at Tom Shut Up and, and, you know, and got in touch since we announced we were coming back. Um, I hope you're all staying safe uh, in this. I'm going to use the word unprecedented because it seems like you have to when you're talking about these sort of things. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, and, and again, thanks to you two gentlemen for joining me this evening. It's been, it's been really good to speak to you again. And I think it just reaffirms just how much I've missed doing this. Yeah. Really. Uh, I've missed you too, buddy. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't tell me. You're, 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 I've missed you, boy. You'll make me cry. Chris, very quickly. Yes. Um, did you say you were going to talk about the new format, or are you just going to leave? Yeah, that? no, no, we'll do it now. So basically, yeah, the format, <laughs> the format, we'll do it. It's, it's ever so quickly. Sorry, I say all the technical issues have completely thrown me. So anyone who used to listen to the show before, the format used to be uh, we had a rotating panel of people uh, who, who who came on. It was usually just me. It was usually me every every time because I'm a, an egomaniac like that. Um, <laughs> and then joined by a group of guests and each guest would come on and, and bring a topic with them and from what i found is i don't know if, it, if maybe sometimes that put people off because they couldn't come up with a topic or if someone dropped out at the last second it was difficult to get a replacement um so we ended up often arranging recordings and them not happening because we couldn't get replacements for people who dropped out due to family things which is completely fine because people are like oh but i haven't got a topic or, or, or whatever so what i'm gonna do is i'm just, I'm just gonna take that away a little bit if for example one of you guys was like oh when are we recording this week i've got a topic i want to talk about brilliant we'll do that so there's not gonna it's just not gonna be a setting stone if you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll have a bit of a chat like we'll open every show up have a bit of a chat have a bit of a catch up talk about the games we've been playing or any games that are on our mind at the time and then if people, yeah, if if people then have got you know want to do a quiz because you know the quizzes were a lot of, a lot of fun, uh, or or if just like yourself you wanted to come on and talk about like Red Dead Redemption, Tom wanted to come on and talk about his his charity stream and stuff like. That. I think it just opens it up a bit without having to think. Let's have a discussion point where we all sit right, like do a round table every every episode. If you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, cool. Sounds good to yeah. me. I'm not taking them away because I know a lot of people like them and stuff like that. Uh, I'm just I just want to add a little bit of structure. So if if we ever get to a point where there's no one's got anything they want to talk about, at least we can just talk about well, you know, what what have we been playing and stuff like that. I'm not bringing board games and movies and stuff like that into it um because it's not that kind of podcast. I'm terrible at talking about games, let alone talking about what I've watched on Netflix. <laughs> only because you've got bad opinions it's not your fault yeah yeah yes tom it. yes tom i'm the one with bad opinions on this show uh, <laughs> no i just have hard opinions they're spicy they're just hard to take yeah definitely right so again <laughs> thank you very much gentlemen if there's anything else you want to go over before we go no all good no thomas no i am i i am dead Excellent. in this chair please don't Red die dead. please don't die <laughs> <laughs> right, we are done.